Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Every rose has its thorn, Bruce Wayne is a pain in Dick's ass, and more people should drop their problem children off buildings. It clarifies the mind and body. By the way, they show tatas on this week's episode. Is that politically correct? We are talking DC's Titans Season 2, Episode 7, Bruce Wayne. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I don't know if Tatas is the politically correct term. I don't know how it was phrased, but that's how it was phrased. Breath? Yeah. I'm not, I, it's, I didn't write the rules. <laughs> I mean, the what show they wrote the rules. Are. I didn't write the rules. The show developed Did they rules. call it Tatas They the insinuated show? Tatas in the show. I think Bell. Tatas. It, it, was, it was when we were in the, in the, in the room. We were okay. in the room with Tatas them. Tatas were felt. That's, I yeah. actually, I prefer, I prefer a term which is gender neutral. I prefer Jugs. Female chest. <laughs> I'm a female chest. I say female and that's Chips. only if they decide that's their gender. I'm a very, I'm a very woke person. Yes. So woke. But I feel that this week the show wasn't as woke as it seemed. But we're going to talk about all that and more as you are now uh, tuning in to the After Buzz After Show of DC's Titan Season 2, Episode 7, Bruce Wayne. And I'm not alone. I'm just the host. My name's Tehran, but I am joined by an illustrious panel. All the way to my left and the left of the left... My man Jeff Williams is in the building. Oh, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Yeah, the Fresh Prince of Afterbuzz, and to <laughs> his right, but still my left, the Queen of Critique, <laughs> Chauncey okay. King Robinson <laughs> Williams Johnson Jr. What? is in the William building. Jo- what Chauncey? Hey y'all! <laughs> Great to be here. And of course, none other than the Dream Team is responsible for the show, as we have my main man, Ryan, in the booth. What's going on, y'all? I'm so excited. Today is Watchmen Day. So, Ooh. not only are you talking Titans, but tonight we're talking Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, the Dream Team. Who watches the Watchmen? Mm. Who watches the Watchmen? Well, who watches DC's Titans? That's the thing. Wow. Because right now we are in a ratings war where DC's Titans is actually the number one rated show on DC's network. Really? That is a thing. That makes sense. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It's, it's easily one of my uh, the, my favorite show in this. Is series. it your favorite DC show? Yeah, out of all the DC streaming services, it is. Streaming service, okay. Yeah, on the streaming services. Streaming it is. services, streaming services, which we're going to talk a little bit about that because the streaming service has now been kind of up up in the air. And we're hoping that we get a season three of Titans. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And what's going on, how Watchmen, for example, is on HBO. There's a lot of chatter online about the future of DC's streaming service, Jeff. Mm. That, I mean, that would be interesting, but. I don't want another show on DC to lose or leave like we did for, with something because of technicality or whatever going on with the streaming service. So I really hope we get a third season. Yeah, I, I think we'll get one. I think if anything, either I, 
think DC Universe is fine. That's what I mean. I think it's it's okay. It, if anything, it might end up folding into HBO's Warner Brothers like uh, streaming thing. But either way, I don't think they're going to sack one of their major shows. And I th- and Doom Patrol got their season renewal too. So we still have Doom Patrol. So I think we're good. Well, that's what you heard it here for first, people. We are predicting that DC is here to stay, uh, especially with great shows like DC's Titans. Now. We will talk about how we felt about this episode, but we're going to break down this week's episode as well. We're going to discuss Dick Grayson's Tyler Durden, Bruce Wayne scenario, Jason Todd's PTSD, JT and Rose. Wow, he timberlake that one. Rose finds out. We've been kind of teasing this finding out, and she finds out in one of the best, worst, worst, best possible ways. Maddie Matisse. That's a conversation on its own. Wintergreen, and I don't mean the gum. Starfire plays nurse. Eve Watson plays God. Our special segment, that wasn't very smart. News and gossip, predictions and more. Panel, what were your thoughts, your overall thoughts on this week's episode? I want to start with Chauncey so we get the hate out of the way. Wow, the hate out of the way. Well, you're right. Because (laughs) I wasn't really, I thought this was a very uneven episode. Certain things I didn't think we invested enough in to get to the point, particularly Bruce's, uh, not Bruce's, I wanted to say Bruce, uh, Grayson's whole like mental break. But I will say the highlight for me of this episode was the subplot with Corey and Connor and Rachel's appearance. So there was some really great stuff, and then there were other things I was like, yeah, okay, we need to do this to get to the next point. So it's fine. I'm total opposite. I love this episode. I thought it was it had it did have some some deficits or like some bad parts with the old team Titans. That's in my opinion. But the storyline with Bruce and um, Dick Grayson, I thought that was great. I thought it brought. I thought it kind of gave us validity with Bruce Wayne because. I didn't really care for his first one-off appearance in the first episode. I thought it was kind of lackluster or whatever. I thought it was just like, hey, here is like kind of teasing us. We see a full episode with him. We see him kind of making jokes at Dick Grayson. We see layers to Bruce Wayne, even if it's not really deep, it's something else. And I thought it was really funny to see. And then with Corey, um, Corey, Raven, Dr. Eve, all of them, Superboy, I thought that whole scene, that whole storyline, that was really cool. And I loved seeing Dr. Um, Corey and Rachel team up to help Mm -hmm. Superboy. I thought that was such a dope scene. Interesting. You know, I appreciate both of your stances because I can see where you're both coming from. I, on the other hand, I have been, unfortunately, a staunch critique. I've been on my Chauncey when it comes to the Bruce Wayne character. Everyone knows I haven't been a fan and I I, I think it was unfair to do so. We hadn't really seen the Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne character throughout the show, but I just didn't like the way he looked and the way he sounded and the way he acted and the tidbits that we saw. And I, and I, I judged him unfairly. We had never actually seen him put to the test. And in this episode, we see a lot of... Uh, Bruce Wayne, even though it's an imaginary Bruce Wayne, we see this character come to life. And, and honestly, I hated it. I hate this guy. This is the worst <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Like, why is this guy Bruce Wayne? When he was in the middle of the cabaret dancing, I just wa- I wanted to punch him in the face. Like, I just yeah. did not like that concept. And I did not like the Tyler Durden imaginary friend storyline. We yeah. see that in House 
the medical show. We see it's a trope that's been used so much. You guys are better than this. This storyline could be much better. You gave us a lackluster Connor background, which we didn't appreciate. I would have liked it if Connor didn't even have a background and just existed. And we kind of found out as it went, and it was really good. Instead of crypto flies, all of a sudden we get this, right? Mm. So we get a lot of these tidbits. Guys, we are better than this. We have the best writers on the planet at our disposal. Come on. Let's stop jumping ahead just for the storyline and give us a story. Here, I wanted... If we get Bruce Wayne, make him the real Bruce Wayne. We have not gotten a real Bruce Wayne. So why give us an imaginary Bruce Wayne that's in Dick's head? Also, why is he crazy all of a sudden? What yeah, was the break that from? Was, that we was... understand Jason Todd's <laughs> PTSD, but what is Dick Grayson? That actually makes me not like... By the way, I had not liked Dick Grayson in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Loved Dick Grayson. And now I'm starting to not like him again just because of this episode. Mm-hmm. It also makes us... It, it gives us this thing where it's this storyline. We don't get enough of the rose Rose just sees, this is, jumps to a huge conclusion. This is Jericho's record. How'd you get it? You must have murdered him. And now I have to murder you. Where did we jump? Like, why can't we get a buildup? Let us love these characters. You took your time in the first season. Take your time in this. We are with you. The audience, we love you. We love this show. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but that's where I'm standing. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of shit for it in the chat. But then again, we're going to hear all about it from the chat because Ryan is in the booth manning the chat. That's right. Looking at the chat right now, um, we got a few people in. we got uh, 32 people commenting away. Uh, yes. First off, Thunder God Cairo 770 Yeah, I'm getting tired of the Bruce Wayne being portrayed as a, uh, a butt. I'm going to censor that all the time. I want to see some of the positive sides of the relationship for once. Some people seem to be on your side for this. Oh, I'm glad because I mm. want them. Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne is a robot. He comes off as a dickhead when he's just like, he's being sarcastic, sardonic. I don't think see? he comes off that way. I think it's, that was, that was, I think what it is, it's uneven, the portrayal. Because in the beginning, we had it so uh, Grayson had finally got to the point where he made amends with his real, with the real Bruce. They had a chat. He met up. They, he gave him the tower. Sure. He told him to take Jason. I was like, okay, so we finally moved on from this for Dick. And then now we're back to the whole thing of him taunting him in his mind. And I was like, of all the people who can taunt him in his mind, why not Jericho or something? It's like, this doesn't make sense because we've already salvaged this relationship. And by the way, this is the third time I've seen the imaginary trope. I actually saw it on CW's Dynasty recently. Yeah. Like, like, it's just... The third time this season, there's been an imaginary trope playing out. It was on Lucifer. It was, I mean, why? Yeah. No, I I agree that there shouldn't have been a person there. But if we're bringing, if we're saying that that Bruce Wayne was bad because of that, or he wasn't a good, it's more or less Dick's consciousness saying mm-hmm. these things. It's not this Bruce is Wayne. Your conscious. This is like saying, hey, dummy, like dummy, don't do this. That's the role Bruce Wayne this was playing. Pretty much like yeah, that. Like exactly. if I'm doing, if so I'm doing something stupid, he's gonna be. He's like, hey, dummy, you should probably go over here. You should probably be back at the. At yeah, the back. but at the same time, it's not, it's not really Bruce Wayne. It is his consciousness. Kind of sure. being like, like, hey, you're really, really but stupid right now. it's the first time we've been introduced to Bruce Wayne. So it makes us not like this guy. And the thing is, we love Bruce Wayne. I, You know, you can say whatever you want about yeah. my mom and dad, okay? I don't even really know them that well. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure, they raised me and loved me, quote unquote, mm. and hugged me all the time and gave me this great concept of self and self-love. Eh. But Batman? 
That guy was in my corner since day one. He, I don't like, think I it want makes it Bruce so you to hate be him. on. I don't think it, it made makes me it so. not like him. I, I think the it Alfred was, comment anything, that wasn't a dickhead comment. He was in his mind. That's not really him. That's the As, whole thing. It's 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 Dick's weird crazy fatherly abandonment issues that manifest into Bruce and that's what I'm actually yeah. tired of. I'm just tired of them leaning on this thing where like you it's I a love crutch. Batman. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's a crutch and I'm like he's always kind of the brunt end of people's issues. I mean, at least Jason Todd doesn't like default to him. Jason mm-hmm. Todd actually was kind of like no, it's my fault. So that was actually a bonus for him. Jason Todd Grayson. by the way, highlight of not only this episode but of the show so far. Facts. Jason Todd, as an actor, the actor that portrays him is amazing, is doing a great job, but the fact that this is the one time where Bruce Wayne was very close to Jason Todd, and Jason Todd, remember, this is acting, where if we're going to remember, not only is it an imagining friend, we're yeah, acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not react and kept speaking, but we saw little tidbits of other people kind of reacting to a presence being there. Mm-hmm. Little things, little slight eye movements, mm. things but he did not at all, and I was very impressed. And he's standing out as a character in my mind. Let's talk about Dick Grayson's Tyler Durden, Bruce Wayne. So we're all understanding this is the this is a exferia of his consciousness. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Does it, Dick hate himself? I think it's a little bit of that, and I think the child the childlike actions from Bruce Wayne were showing that actually it's Jason that is more or Dick that is more childish. It's that his consciousness in himself is like, no, you need to be doing this. It's like all the jokes. It's like more mocking him. And it's not that Bruce Wayne is a mocky or a, a cocky, like a mocking type of person. It's more or less it's in his in Dick Grayson's mind, he's kind of immature and doesn't really understand what Bruce is saying. So in his mind, that is how Bruce is coming off. And that's what we see. It's not actually what we're, that's not actually how Bruce Wayne is delivering these messages. Um, I don't think uh, Dick hates himself necessarily. I think, and this is, it's a, I have a gripe with a little bit more on the storytelling of it. I think as a character, he broods a lot. And I said this last broods. season too. He's I was a like, he's a brooder. Mm-hmm. And I had hoped when we saw this, like, you know, amendment when it came to his relationship to Batman, that it wouldn't be the focal point of his thing. And they went from one thing for him to brood to, to another thing with this Jericho. And I was like, man, didn't we just move past this point with him. So I don't necessarily think he hates himself. I think and storyline-wise, he has really put the onus on himself for what happened when we'll probably find out that it wasn't really all of his fault, but he took the leadership role and took the brunt and then the stick. Mm-hmm. But I do think storyline-wise, I think the writers, they keep leaning on this thing with him having some type of internal conflict. And I think we can move on from that. What is this internal conflict? Well, they switch it. Last season, it was his issues with Bruce. And this season, it's like, no, it wasn't really his issues with Bruce. It It was was more so it was Jericho. And I'm like, so what happened with season one? Because it seemed like he had daddy issues. And now it's like he has issues with blood on his hands. I think think they switched it just for this plot line to kind of make sense. So I I think that's a little bit of a shortcoming this season. And just to go on Along with that, it's also hurting him becoming... He's not really having any more layers. It's all the same. It's always brooding. It's always him being mad. The reason might have changed, but it's still the same action. So we don't see... Not even mad. He's he's passive-aggressively yeah. mad. That's like, like, At least if you're going to brood, be brooding and beat some people up. Stop yeah. mugging or something. There's no well, levels to him, and that's why season. we're starting to dislike him as a character, because he's just going back to the same thing. That's why we were frustrated last season with him. And, and, I, and here's the thing. Uh, I'm starting to... I like him a lot. Uh, Brenton Thwaites is an actor. Yes. I'm 
liking him a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not liking Dick Grayson. Yeah. And yeah. we need to separate the, the two. The church scene was heartbreaking. Like, when he mm. goes to the church scene, all that emotion that Brandon put on his face was just wonderful. But it was also kind of like, well, you shouldn't have walked off in the first place. It was also like, you probably <laughs> shouldn't uh, knock over lit candles in a wooden church. <laughs> like, Let's talk some Jason Todd PTSD. <laughs> mm. So Jason, who is coming off his death stroke capture mm. is experiencing some form of a mental breakdown that does not include any imaginary characters <laughs> thoughts I thought I thought it was really cool and I'm I'm glad they clarified it more towards the end because at first I thought it was like maybe he was getting um brain controlled or something because you see in his eyes like all the n- numbers at first I thought it was numbers it's really just buildings going by when he's falling and everything but I thought it was it was cool visually how they showed him going through stress and how him like always zoning out looking out of a window even when there's people trying to talk to him and stuff so it was really cool it was he's an amazing actor to pull all that off and like have so much said through without saying actually words and stuff so it was it was cool um the scene with rose was interesting i think it could lead to a lot more in the future which i'll leave for later but i it was it was good I thought it was fine. I I mean, he just went through a very traumatic experience. So, I mean, it makes sense. His made sense, right? It was like, what is this? Like, was it 48 hours since mm-hmm. it happened? I feel like it was like the next day because Connor was also still dying and stuff. So, his break made sense to me. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Traumatic experience. And he's also, it's not just the fact of the falling. It was more so, it's like he, he felt the guilt. Same kind of guilt that Dick felt, but he felt the guilt of none of this would have happened had I not gone out on my own. I'm always a screw-up. No one's been able to help me before, and I just did it again. And to me, that actually, it did make me... I liked Jason Todd last season, too, but I liked him because he was just so, like erratic in comparison to Grayson Mm -hmm. but I like that it kind of they justified his behavior something that they haven't really been able to do with Grayson so far they justified they validated why he acts the way he does I thought that scene with him and Rose was very cringeworthy but I I loved what was solo with Jason Todd Kern Walters Jason Todd great actor playing it very well in my opinion I don't know if this is PTSD as much as it is programming. And Deathstroke used torture techniques to program him. We see this. We see this in forms of Stockholm Syndrome. We see this in Manchurian Candidates, where someone's programmed and then reprogrammed to finish a task. Mm -hmm. And he might be at this because we got a lot of Jason Todd being accused of doing things that we're not sure that he did. We see the concept of, did he plant... The bottle, the orange soda, mm-hmm. the picture, the crucifixes. Do you guys think he did it? I I don't think so. I think I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go with this one. I've made this my prediction a long time ago with Rose. I think Rose is the one that actually did it. Rose. And I think it's for through Deathstroke, because Deathstroke is watching and like Dick Grayson said, he he's the one that's actually doing it, so they're going crazy because of that. So you're on Rose. Johnson. I think I think Jason Todd might have. I mean, I do. I Thank did you think for thinking that he might have. Yes, he might have. But I think because only mainly because of the last line right before uh, Dick came back in, where he was like, "I'd rather be with Deathstroke than you guys," because all of a sudden the old Titans who are still just like taking up space, they're uh, basically like ganging up on him out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. like he just almost fell from a building. Why are you all just like ganging up on him all of a sudden? And they ganged I, up on him with the very little evidence. Yeah. Raven comes out and is like, you painted crucifixes, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, and you. But here's the thing. I'm very surprised at you, Jeff Williams, for not realizing the Deathstroke 
might have reprogrammed him as we saw this in Young Justice recently and we saw Deathstroke reprogram another person and plant them on the team. So, yeah. that is a nod to what's going on there. But then again, Jeff has been saying that it's Rose the whole time. So I think that's why he's leaning more. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just sticking with Rose. That has happened in other iterations, but I'm sticking with Rose in this situation. I think, I don't even think it was any programming. I think it was just he planted his daughter in this situation. He knew yeah. that Dick Grayson was going to go out of his way and save his daughter. Yes. Maybe. Yes, Maybe. Because he knows the heroes. What do heroes do? They save the people that need to be hero they, or need to be saved. They save. JT and Rose, are we. Ugh. Are we <laughs> shipping them? I'm here for it all day. I was here for it until that scene, to be honest. I was looking forward to it. It happens in the comics. I was like, all right. And then it just came out, and I just was not feeling that. I don't know. Maybe it was because she only had one line to him right before he went off on his, like, ill-fated adventure. But it was like that dance scene. It was like, I, I don't know if this was supposed to be sensual or what. I, it was so cringe to me. Like, she had, like, a choreography thing going on. I was like, that's... that's I. I, that's not seduction. I can't. I don't know where this is coming from. And also, like Jason was traumatized. I don't think that's what he needed at the moment. He was just kind of like, "What is happening?" You know. I, don't I think, felt like more chemistry I with think him it's and Connor. What he needed hey. at the moment. <laughs> I think he I was think totally fine in the moment. I think it was what he needed <laughs> oh at any moment. Yeah. I think no. he was down. Uh-huh. It was. It was definitely cringe. <laughs> but I think there was. They found similarities in both being outcasts, and that's what they kind of fed on. Well, and that's at least what Rose brought up yeah. several times. Yes. yes, I think, but I'm saying Which that might have been suspect. her attraction, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's it what we suspect. that's what she said brought them together, and I feel like they it was what they needed. They both needed that inside person to be kind of team up with, and they found that in each other because really Jason has no one else. He doesn't have Gar. He doesn't have Rachel. He doesn't have Dick Grayson. So he. He needed that one person. That's why he's in the Rose. And then Rose, maybe she's just finding the weakest link. And that's what um, that's what Deathstroke said. We're gonna find the weakest link, and then they're gonna be brought to me. That's what they. That's what happened. He's the weakest link. That's might be why Rose is attacking Jason. Well, that's one thing about being needed. When it comes to being needed, we need all of you at home. Yeah, that's we- right. Because you are, if not as much, more so a part of this panel than all of us here. You guys literally make us the ESPN of TV talk, whether it's through the comments, through the live chat. You guys are always helping, or just engaged in the story with us, and we love talking to you guys. Remember, please, to like this video and subscribe. If you guys are listening, give us that five stars on iTunes or Spotify, because I need all five of them. And just being part of this panel, talking about Titans, talking about all the DC universes, has just been a, a great time. I love all about it. Obviously, I'm always rocking different different T-shirts. Today's Robin. When I was doing The Flash, it's a flash. It's what I love to do. So I just want to thank you guys. Thank you guys as a panel. Thank After Buzz. And just, like, I love talking about these things and continue to, continuously talking about how um, Robin continuously does stupid stuff. And that is what it is. Well, Rose finds out. Thank you for that very long, making a longer story long. Uh, Rose finds out about Jericho. Or does she? Or does she not? Mm. Or what is the she record? She always knew. I don't hey, know. <laughs> why, did this, why did this feel like Batman versus Superman? One word just changed the whole scene. Or the whole story. When there was, like, in Batman vs. Superman, the movie, like, they changed Martha, and it just changes the whole scene, everything. All she said was Jericho, and then she just flipped the switch, like, just went off on everybody. You knew, you knew everything. 
How long has Robin been there? He's been here for like all of a month and a half. You I, killed Jericho. You killed Jericho. Like, she was the Oprah of Jericho. killing Jericho. Everybody killed Jericho. Oh, killed Jericho. <laughs> Out of no off of a record. Which, by the way, literally the record could have been purchased. That's what I'm saying. Off yeah. of someone. Like it was such a weird conclusion to come to. This is he's the only like he's is he the only person to ever have this vinyl? No, no, like, his name's on it. It's signed. I get that. But it's at a record store where they trade vinyls. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, the idea of, like, is he the only one who could have held on to it? If he died, someone else could have gotten it. I mean, maybe he traded it in. Was they really close? We don't know any of that. But we also didn't see her around in the one flashback either. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like, and it took we five years for her, her to yes. figure. Do it, it took her five years to really be on this vendetta for her dead brother that's been dead for like five years. And to be honest, I don't feel like any of us care enough about Jericho. I don't feel like they Jericho well, is enough. Can we? You know, we have He's been a very. He's kind of like how Gar Aqualad was last time. Kind of a plot point for the other characters, and it's been a little uneven in that regard. I just feel like it's been uneven, and it's episode seven already. Maddie Matisse, Wintergreen. That connection, Dick goes after. Who's Maddie Matisse? Now, a lot of people, and I peeped it too, I think what I thought and what people, many people thought was that, that was the actress that played her was cast as Blackfire, sure. as Starfire's sister. And so, and that's what the actress was kind of liking certain posts on social media that like hinted at that. So she, when she popped up and then she told Dick in the thing, she was like, my sister would have loved you. It was kind of like... You know, now in the storyline of this episode, they said that that was just that one of Deathstroke's like ex girlfriends mm-hmm. or something, and that the other sister OD'd. But once you see her, you're like, wait a minute, that isn't that the woman that was cast as Blackfire? And they've been Olo keeping Niki a lot of Adili. yeah, and they've been keeping that really under wraps. So I'm just wondering. She, I don't think you bring an actress like that because she has such presence. I don't think you bring her on just for that moment to get information for for Grayson. So we think we're going to see something bigger from mm-hmm. Maddie Matisse yes. and how that plays out. Yeah, Especially I think she's with connected the to connection of Wintergreen. Uh, Starfire has a big role in this episode. Yes. I know this is Chauncey's mm-hmm. favorite character, mm-hmm. uh, and it's also my boo. So Starfire plays Nurse. Mm-hmm. Do her and Connor have a special connection? For sure. No, it's all you. I, I told, I mean, for one, you know, she he spoke the dead language of, you know, Krypton and what, whatnot, and she understood it. And I think she immediately had a moment where she was just like, you're about to die and you're making me feel hopeless. And I don't like that feeling. Now, you could say that Corey has an innate kind of ability to become a motherly kind of type. I don't necessarily think that that's the case because she's not like that with everyone. She's like that with Rachel, of course, and Gar. But I think with Connor, there was definitely... I'm not going to say romance or whatever. I, uh, although, I, uh, although I do think... I felt something when I he do, was naked. I do, but I think... And she, she was, was like, hugging on really hard. Well, she's a sexual <laughs> being. Like, we saw that she in is. season one. She has some kinks, you know? So it's like, I wouldn't be surprised, Love naked her. guy in her in her arms. But I think what we'll probably see is Connor... I, I hope they play up his, like I was saying last time, like his like flirty kind of girl crazy type of thing. I think he's going to get a crush on her. Because she is, was literally the son for him this episode, right? She literally, <laughs> literally became the son to bring him back to life. And so I definitely felt a connection. Jeff, you said no. I don't think there's any type of romantic connection in this. Um, the only the only thing I saw was like she was kind of challenged and she couldn't read him. She didn't know why he wasn't healing. She didn't know why she couldn't do anything to help him. So I think, if anything, it was more or less 
why can't I do this? Why am I? There's something more. And then when she's when he spoke Kryptonian and then the dead language, it's not like that was her language. She just knows of it. Yeah, she took so, it. In, she took it in high school. You know, it was no, her I mean, elective. Like, I mean, she, she's she, like, I'll take Kryptonian. She knows. Latin or she Kryptonian. knows the language. So it does, and nothing felt two of just them two like connecting and then when dr eve come, uh, comes i feel like if anything there's something there even though they he called they, her mom he calls Mommy? her mom <laughs> yeah i, I he calls her mom girl. which is always listen cringe. i don't but know like, what link you click on pornhub <laughs> but yeah that's, that's look, just no, a link look, that was we're not, totally a mother we're not sign. talking about what jeff does by himself we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> what Superboy does with Dr. Ann. No. And that's just what I'm saying. Like, it is cringe because he does call her mom, but there's still some kind of weird relationship between them because they're not, they're both around the same age. At least that's what they look. Yeah, and I know. And, oh, go ahead. No, just to go along with the whole scene, I thought it was super cool to see um, Rachel and um, Rachel and Corey kind of team up in a sense and kind of use both the powers to be that son for him. And like he's like, there's no way we don't have any time to find a son. And then for her to just stand up and do that, that was really cool to see. Yeah, she's a literal son. I was gonna say like I know in the chat and online, some people are like Connor has like the you know emotional capacity of a two year old and things like that. But I mean, it's my understanding that he rapidly soaks up mm-hmm. things like a sponge. So it's the, like I don't think you can rely on this because if that was the case, he couldn't have a relationship with anyone. Like he's a grown man. Is he supposed to wait twenty years like mm-hmm. when he's forty to finally date someone who's like? 20, like, he's going to age maturely-wise, so I don't think people can just count out the idea that he will have romance, because doesn't he have romance on Young Justice, too? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, if that was the case. So, I don't think we can say it's cringe that he'd go out with Corey, or that he'd like Corey and it would be weird. Yeah, Although people are saying that in the chat. Dr. Ann literally says, when she's describing him, he absorbs, he's going to absorb everything like a sponge. So, like, for word for what you're saying, so, him learning English, or learning to speak, learning all these things it's gonna be rapidly quick so him falling in love or something should be the same we shall see we shall see let's get into our special segment that wasn't very smart oh jeff what was your that wasn't very smart moment of this episode i'm gonna pick someone who i don't think you guys are gonna think of i'm gonna go with um macy graves and I, she was only in there for a quick second, but in this episode, she talks to Dr. Ann saying that um, you can't leave and all this other kind of stuff. Or, not you can't leave, sorry. She pretty much kicked her out. But one thing, if you notice, she was like, um, we got to get rid of him because even the smallest amount of Lex Luthor in a, sp- a super person is a bad thing. So my thing is, if you know you're working for a bad person, why are you continuously working for Mercy a bad person? Mercy Graves likes the money. I understand that, but it's She's stupid. a mercenary. So she is my... Who did something? Mercy for mercenary. No! She was the dope of the week for me. Mm. Chauncey? I'm going to go with Grayson. Dick Grayson. I thought... Uh, <laughs> I mean, for one, not. I'm not going to say his, his emotional break was stupid. I'm going to say his idea of going off on his own to catch Deathstroke and doing it with a gun. <laughs> like, this guy has all these weapons. You get a gun. You don't have any kind of shield. I guess maybe he had his, like, bulletproof vest that he wore last time. But it's like, you almost got your butt kicked if it wasn't for the literal son that is Corey last time. So why do you think you're going to beat him on his own turf? I don't know where he was. I mean, yeah, he was crazy this episode randomly. But it was a very, that wasn't very smart. 
to me, Dick Grayson is always the dope of the week because he doesn't <laughs> wear a mask. And it's like, hey, Dick Grayson, you're Bruce Wayne's ward. <laughs> hey, so who's back? Oh! <laughs> I don't know. That's not... My, mine is going to go to Dr. Eve Watson, who decided to, after being fired, let go, and still left alive from uh, from Cadmus, which is now being owned by Luther Corp. Luther Corp. Uh, she goes back in, steals crypto, and then flies away. After holding a mirror with the for the laser thing to work, I mean, this was the worst plan of worst plans, and she deserved to fall off the flying dog. To be very honest, but I give her my dough of the week. Dough. That's right. Let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV news. Okay, so we get a lot of news and gossip this week as we are big fans of Jason Todd. Titans TV theories of why Jason Todd is acting this way. CBR.com has done an amazing uh, article regarding this. There's a lot of fan theories. and We'd love to know all of your fan theories as well. Why is Jason Todd acting this way? I already threw out that I think he's being reprogrammed by Deathstroke. Uh, Jeff said something that was totally off the wall. So <laughs> write in the comments below what your thoughts were. And we uh, would enjoy reading them and letting us know. And read this CBR.com. It actually explains some of these theories and what people are saying and these alternative ideas of him being emotionally fragile. Predictions, everybody! After Buzz TV predictions. I'm afraid to ask Jeff Williams, who <laughs> has obviously been off the wall today. What oh, are some of your oh, predictions? We're just going to continue. No, but uh, this this week, I think it's just going to be Dick telling the team that he, he killed Jericho in whatever sense that he killed him in. And I think that's going to be the fracture in this team. There's already been kind of small fractures, but I think people are going to leave. And I think it might be Rose, and I think it's going to be um, Jason. I think they're going to leave together, and that's going to be the start of it. I I want to say a couple of the older Titans are going to leave, but it's not going to be directly in this next episode because they still want to kill Deathstroke or get rid of him. Chauncey. Um, I think what we'll get eventually, hopefully, is Nightwing because maybe this whole confession will be a catharsis for for uh, Grayson to finally just kind of do something different with his life. And my prediction slash hope is that he will stop brooding and give Corey some attention because she deserves courtship because she's a wonderful woman. I love your vague and hopeful <laughs> predictions that actually have say nothing. I enjoy these all the time. <laughs> You've given us a couple maybes, which are, of course, and now that Dick Grayson will turn into Nightwing, which we know will I'm, have to happen. Because you can never say I'm wrong later. I know you love going <laughs> I'm going to go with, I feel that what, I'm very happy because what this cast needed was one more white guy, so I'm glad Connor's there. <laughs> so I think Connor and Starfire are going to do something. Something's going to happen there. Mm. I think that, I think Rose and Jason, something more. There's a deeper, darker uh, salvation needed, and Rose actually saves Jason as Jason is a Manchurian candidate of Deathstroke's planted on the team. But that's me. Who am I? I'm Tehran. Uh, you can find me all across social media, hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite shows too. And of course, at I am Tehran, all across the social atmosphere. Jeff, where can people find you? I, I think your, some of your shows are like my favorite as well. But hey, no, you guys can find me on The Flash or all that after show as well and on this one, but at Jeff Will underscore Junior and all your social media platforms. 
Yeah, you can find me, Chance K. Robinson, at Rotten Tomatoes. Also, I am recently on the Rotten Tomatoes show talking about Zombieland 2. So if you want to check mm-hmm. out our spoiler-filled discussion on Zombieland 2, Double Tap, you can check me out there. And, of course, you can find us next week as we talk more. DC's Titans uh, Season 2. We're going to get into Episode 8. Be there. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.